It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one and only Mr. Joao Franco. How's it going? (laughs) What's going on with you? Uh, A lot and a little bit at the same time. (laughs) Now, where are you? Because I mean, I literally from my New York City apartment can hear the birds chirping in the background. Amazing. Uh, I am in Durban in South Africa at the moment. Um, yeah, we have a place to the side. Um, my, my mom and my little sister moved here a couple of years back from Zimbabwe. So we're now, our home ground is now Durban. <laughs> wow. And where are you from? In, where are you from originally in South Africa? Originally from Zimbabwe, um, country above South Africa, uh, in Harare. Yeah. So I've I have 20 years of my life there. <laughs> I've been to Zimbabwe. I, I walked that. Yeah. I've been to like South Africa, Zimbabwe, Zambia. When the world was open, I, I was a traveler, you know? <laughs> when the world was open, most of us were travelers. <laughs> I love I, I love South Africa. I love Zimbabwe. It's, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it, it works in a way where because the third world countries and things have been really slow as far as uh, progression, you know, uh, evolving. It it actually has saved a lot of the wildlife and a lot of the outdoors around. You know, this, the cities have been the same size for years, and yeah, so yeah, it's been great. It's it's an amazing life here. I mean, so <laughs> well, I I have been to all seven continents. I've been to Antarctica, and I have to yeah. say, Africa is by far my favorite continent that That's I've ever been awesome. to. Yeah. Well, it's very free. I mean, it's, it's, again, I think the pleasures of life, the simplicity of it, um, if you, 
if you don't look hardy enough to go into cities and all that kind of stuff and we our backyard is full of life you know so it's it's incredible well i was yeah. just gonna say like did you grow up i mean literally because i have i i know people there that will tell me like yeah like they're in the bathroom brushing their teeth and like a giraffe will walk by <laughs> yes we will most of us have lived that kind of life so yeah I mean, some some may take it for granted but not many do it's it's incredible and you only realize how uh appreciative you not how you sh appreciative you should be but how lucky you are when you go uh to europe or to america for, per se like yeah it's we are very lucky to live the life we have here pros and cons but most of it pros <laughs> i mean the animals and the wildlife are so amazing incredible yeah i just went to we've got a a game reserve um not too far from here it's about an hour and a half to two hours and uh yeah my, my mate and i went we just drive through you know just one of those days where you drive through you see all the animals you experience it and then you you just it's like a refresher we don't say much to each other he takes his professional photographs and then uh, yeah we head back home and then the next day we walk onto a beautiful beach so <laughs> yeah it's it's really awesome do you have a favorite animal uh, I don't, I, I don't, I think, um, close on my favorite is a hyena. I, I really, I think they're very, uh, undermined. They're very, very clever animals and, uh, mischievous. So I can relate <laughs> otherwise. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> I think that would be closest. <laughs> well, like when I was there and you went on the safaris, like you get jaded after like a certain number of days, you're like, Oh, like I don't need to see any more zebras. Like you yes. I want a male lion. Like I want, you know, like you just, you get, you're like, I've seen 800 hippos, like enough. Like I need the male lion. Like you really start to like. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Well, I brought some uh, clients, uh, friends of mine um, who I'd met through the yachting industry. They own big businesses in, in Florida and they came over for uh, new years and it was an incredible time um they uh, but it was amazing because as soon as they got there we got them onto these cars and i said look we're gonna rough it because that's how we're gonna go to start off with it was beautiful they said yeah, yeah no we'll rough it so we got them in the back of a pickup of which i don't think you're allowed to actually sit in the back of a pickup there so that was their first time just doing that and we take it for granted because we're like we do that every day um, and then, yeah, we drove on and they saw, you know, antelope, they saw bush pig, they saw warthog, they saw all these things. And they were like everywhere. By the time the sixth or seventh day came, we got into a bus and another bunch of Americans got into the bus and they were like, oh, check, check bush pig. Or, and our, my mates were like, oh yeah, we've seen it all, you know? So, and that, yeah, they just wanted to see the last day we saw um, maybe 20 or 30 elephants and uh hippo and you know we went down a river that it, it was just incredible wow so they went back with that experience and uh yeah it was again incredible it's it's yeah. it's literally amazing so yeah. how do you go and well how is corona there too like what's going on <laughs> i mean like because i i really don't know like what's going on in africa you know what none of us know to be honest the thing is um it's very open uh we still have a curfew of 12 a.m you know on on nights out they've just they, they had completely banned the sale of alcohol and then they slowly lifted it and then they banned it again i think it was a money-making scheme where people who knew it was coming bought a, a horde load of of alcohol and then sold it for double the price we all did it <laughs> wow so, 
Yeah, and then, um, yeah, they opened it up again. The, I mean, now it's international flights all over the world are allowed. Um, everything's open. Um, there are a couple of small uh, rules still in place, but otherwise it's, it's really difficult for them to control because you, they try and control, you know, the city areas, the suburban areas, the, the shopping malls, but that's not where it's going to spread, you know, and uh, you go into more of the local towns and, and the rural areas and it's chock-a-block. Everyone, they're within a centimeter of each other, you know? So if I personally believe, and I could be very wrong, but, you know, Africans' immune systems are second to none. They're very, very strong, you know? And I think that in that case, a lot of people have most likely had it and, and not even realized. Um, I know a couple of mates of mine that have had it and not realized at all, whatsoever. So, wow. yeah, uh, it's just one of those... Yeah, one of those things where I think it's dependent on yourself. Like if you want, if you want to, um, I don't know, if you want to, if you want to be healthy and make sure that you don't get it, then stay at home. If you don't and you're okay with, you know, the potentially getting it or, you know, people are always wearing masks. That's a big thing. You can't, I say that, but uh, they'll wear a mask into the shop and then take it off in the shop. It's, it's just, yeah. Right. Um, but I, yeah, I think I think the immune systems of of Southern Africans is is very very strong, and there haven't been a lot of issues at all, to be honest. Yeah, because I spoke to like Anastasia, who's here now, but she was in Sri Lanka at the time, and she said like there was nobody in Sri Lanka, there was like no cases. No, we can't even say if there's no cases or not because we we just don't know. Wow. We decided. To- you know, live our own lives, I guess. Not, not, uh, they'll say one or two things on the news, but you know, it's just figures that come up and what's around us and what surrounds us is what we, we look into. You know, if they have a huge break, uh, as far as friends, if one of my mates decide, or if my, one of my mates gets tested for it and they test positive, okay, then we'll, you know, take a step back and realize, you know, let's leave it for two weeks, let them quarantine and then come back. You know, it's, it's just, it's each to their own in this place. And you and and you guys are letting people in, like Americans can come. Yeah, yeah. Americans. Oh. Just open the, the yeah. So if you if you keep. interesting, yeah. Seriously, <laughs> I'm like, huh. Have to, you'd have to actually open your international border first. So yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Now, so how do you go from living this life in Africa? How did you get involved in Below Deck? Um. Well, what happened to start off with? Um, I, I ran a, a company in Zimbabwe. It was uh, fairly successful. Um, the, the country just as a whole crashed. Uh, the economy went down. And very long story short, I, I just ended up selling up. I got my brother, I got my friends some courses, and then we decided to leave, do the courses actually in Durban, and went back to Zimbabwe. And then it was just a day that I'd had enough of the entire just being there. So yeah, I packed my bag and uh, left. I left from a very settled and secure, you know, environment and life to living out of a backpack for the first time. So it was probably the most nerve wracking thing I've done. But yeah, we got to myself and my brother left. We we got to France and um, we started working almost straight away, uh, trying to try to look for work. It's, it's quite a process, but uh, we managed. And just before I got my first job, I'd been approached to do the show um, over a Facebook message. Um, thought it was a scam, as we all do. So, I, I, but I entertained it. I thought I'd respond, 
And yeah, I went through the process of the whole thing and got almost to the final stages and I decided to decline it um, for a, a, a real job to, per se <laughs> uh, in yachting. So myself and my brother got onto the same boat, which is almost unheard of. It was a great experience and we had each other. And then um, about a year and a half later, I, I resigned on my boat. After they'd asked me a few times, I'd resigned on the boat. And I got an email the very next day asking if I want to throw my name in the hat. And I was like, well, this is, this is just meant to be. So I'll do it. <laughs> Why wow. not? Um, yeah. And I, yeah, it was, it was, I guess, history from there. It was, I left my boat the very next week I got onto, onto the uh, show, which was probably not the best idea because I definitely have what we call cabin fever and I kind of lost my humane senses. <laughs> I was so used to just being in a, a confined area with people I knew and, you know, you kind of lose how you, how to respect people. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a very difficult industry to, to grasp if you're not in it. So did you like the first time they contacted you when you turned it down? Did you have any experience in yachting at that time or no? No. no, never, no. And that's what I was probably most scared of. Um, when I fi figured out it could be a reality that I go onto the show, I thought, I know nothing. I don't want to make a fool of myself. I ended up being laughed at because I didn't end up making a fool of myself the first season. But yeah, I mean, it was good. It was such an awesome experience. So I'd never take it back. Do you think, I mean, it seems like they at least always try to find someone with no experience. Cause like, there's always yeah. that one person and I've talked to other people, like they always try to find someone. It seems that like just has no experience. They, they, they have this uh, combination that they look for, for sure. Um, but it's, it's not as much the combination. I think maybe, maybe the first couple of seasons, certainly not our season, but maybe the first few seasons they thought they'd need to kind of orchestrate where it goes they just figured out they don't need to. It doesn't matter if you get someone experienced, non-experienced, something. It's just some people are there for the right reasons. Some people are there for their own reasons. It's a recipe for disaster. Um, our, when I join a boat, I'm joining a boat, let's say, of, let's say, 1920 crew, okay? In, within that, uh, well, that amount of crew, I join the closest person that has actually come onto that boat as far as time as maybe they've been on, let's say as short as six months and then the next person up to five years. So you have that time, you basically join their gears and then you start rocking with their gears. When you get onto below deck, you have, it'll take me maybe a month to actually understand and get to know a vessel. It, you've got half a day to get to know the people you're working with and the vessel. So it is literally a recipe for disaster. It, I mean, the, 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 the production is about six weeks. Anything longer than six weeks, people would be killing each other. <laughs> it's a very psychological, it's psychologically challenging as well. What do you think are the wrong reasons people go on the show? Well, it's it, not as much the wrong reasons. I think the thing is when they try and portray themselves to be someone they're not, they always get caught out. And no matter what, you always get caught out in the end. So, and, and also you're deceiving yourself. I think people come on and they try and be the nice guy or they try and be this way. They, they try and eventually it cracks. And it, it doesn't take long. I think three, three weeks out of the six, halfway through, you can see everyone cracking that, that they haven't been real. And you know they haven't been real. Um, I'm a fairly good judge of character when it comes to that. I think when I was having my... Uh, the, like this back screen time, I would always tell the the producers, you know, if, if they if they if they were being real, I would know how to read.
react to them because they're not, you know, and then eventually, eventually they crack. And then I'm like, okay, now it's on. <laughs> now we can be real. <laughs> like certain people would just say, I'm going to be the nice guy. And you could just see like, you're not that see, nice. It's, oh, it's all a facade. You can see straight through them, you know, and also being the first time you don't know how it actually works. So it's all new to you. Um, obviously we had the veterans, but the, the deck team were all new. So we didn't know, we didn't know how it was going to be. Um, and then obviously Hannah, Hannah was on, she's been there, she's done it. So she, if she, I guess if she likes the person, she'll try and lead them in the di- right direction. Again, it's, I feel it's a facade, but eventually the truth comes out. So, yeah. Did you watch Below Deck at all before you were on it? I had no, I, I, I was stuck in Africa. I had no idea about yachting. I had no idea about the show, nothing. So, yeah. Did you have any idea of like Bravo and Housewives and how big all I, that I, is? We, we have what you call DSTV here. It's like, it's got like, I don't know, 60 channels. That's about as far as, as the world we knew outside of Africa. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, when, when everyone was saying Bravo TV and what, it, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it was a network. I didn't, when I got onto the show, I did not know what I was actually, where I was going to be shown at all. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But yeah. in a way that probably made them want you even more because then you were not trying to be the uh, nice guy or yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely wasn't trying to be the nice guy. <laughs> but I, I did learn. That's the whole that's the whole thing I keep telling them as well and they keep telling me. I you know, when I spoke to them right at the end, I'm like, you know, actually come to think of it, I'm gonna look like an absolute asshole (laughs) and they're like no you'll be fine you were real and that's what matters and i'm like okay after the first couple of after the first two episodes i think i'm like no this is not that bad and i just got grilled on social media like i can't even explain i was like what is going on i thought i wasn't that bad but i'm so used to my own character i guess so that you know i was like it wasn't bad but i was also i was there so as far as what I could remember, it wasn't that bad. And then when I start getting a lot of negative comments, you kind of take a step back and think, am I actually that bad? <laughs> yeah. And then you, you figure yourself out. So yeah. And, and that happened right away, like season three, right when you started first two episodes, you started getting slammed on yeah. social media. Yeah. Slammed. I think that the first one wasn't too bad. Um, and I think the second one was as Jezebel came out, that was it game over (laughs) but it's also again with people who don't understand the industry i'll give you an example there's one point where i was explaining to jamie the colors of the shackles of the the anchor that goes out so we have five colors and it's it's the acronym is well rub your balls with grease so you could remember the colors red yellow blue white green and I was, they were like, you're such a sexist. How can you, how dare you use that in front of women and what? And I was like, this, that's the industry. I'm not, you know what I mean? So I couldn't explain it, you know, but uh, I, that's when I started figuring out, okay, I'm just going to, I have to roll with the punches. I can see what's coming through, um, you know, take the positive out, leave the negative and yeah, move on. So yeah, it was, it was an experience to say the least. <laughs> so now what happens like, you know, being in Africa, working then, like you've never, were you shocked at like social media? Like, did you just brush oh, yeah. it off or like, did you, and did you let it get to you? There were, there were some points for sure. Um, I think, you know, when I'd had the hard time with Brooke and we had been separated for quite a while, um, I was on a boat and there was no real 
there was no real um, plan of when we may see each other again. I think at that stage, that's when it hit me the most. Like I was getting, geez, I was getting some serious, I, when I said that statement to, to, um, to Hannah uh, on my night out, <laughs> don't even know if I can repeat it. But uh, when I said that, I was probably the most hated person for a night on American TV <laughs> and on social media. So that, that definitely got to me. And uh, you know what? I'm a very, I think I'm a very strong I have a strong personality. I'm, I'm thick skinned, you know, and I thought if that could get to me, someone who's a lot more vulnerable, uh, as far as, you know, criticism that they, they don't take it right. They, they, they would have a hard, hard time, you know, because it, it actually, there was a stage, I think for the one week after that episode, I was in a bad place. And, uh, I can't say that I've ever shown ever being in a bad place, except I think when I, I, I cracked on below deck because, I had never been in a position like, like again in Zimbabwe, I'd never show that side, you know? So eventually when I cracked on below deck, I was like to the producers after, so I was like, what are you guys doing to me? <laughs> this is not me. I don't crack, you know? And they were, they were saying things like, you know, but what you've gone through is just not right. And I'm like, no, it's, it's the way of life. That's, that's how we live, you know? And then, you know, I won't mention their names, but the lady was like, no, Joao, what, you, what you've gone through is not okay. It's not okay, you know? And then I think that's the realization. I was like, okay, no, it, it's not okay. Watching myself back, watching myself explain things, getting uh, social media comments from a lot of people. Um, I think it turned a little bit to say, you know what, he is real. He wants to be nice. Um, he is under, underlyingly a good person. He's just, you know, being misled and, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Um, again, it's, yeah, it, it, the social media, everything. It, when I left, when I, when I got to the States for the first time, the very first person I met was a lady behind, um, uh, the desk at a hotel and she like almost screamed and then kind of came around and took my photo. And I was like, what is going on? This is, this is insane, you know, because we, I, I'm in Europe Although in the yachting industry, firstly, we're on a boat, so you don't see much. But coming through and then walking through and then a lot of people like, oh, my God, can we take a photo? And I was like, is this actually what it's about? Because I didn't know how big it was. And all the, the, the uh, producers and stuff said, you need to go to America and you need to experience it while the show is on because it is an experience. And that's exactly what I did. And yeah, social media opened up to me. Uh, people's livelihoods, people the way people are very, very, um, committed to their reality TV. I'm, I'm impressed to be honest. It's a commitment. Do you have reality TV at all in Africa? No, we only get a couple of shows. You'll get like the bachelor or, you know, survivor, things like that, but it's not as big here as, you know, the States. It's insane. Interesting. Yeah. Is, is that a monkey I hear in the background? That is a bird called a, a hardy dog. They are like, they are like the rats of this place. It's oh my god! Everywhere. They're really big with a really long beak. I was like, it's I don't know. It sounded like a monkey. Um, yeah. So right, so you so you like film the show and you don't expect any of that, and then the producer said, no, you you need to. So you literally just took yourself to the states and just got off the. And this woman freaked out at the hotel, and that was the that, first. That was what I realized as well. Not to take so much from social media to heart because when you work it out 
I think I literally worked it out where it's like 0.003% of the viewers are actually commenting, you know, not, not right. as far as followers or, but 0.003% of the people are commenting. The other people, I mean, I wouldn't personally, because I'm, again, now I've been on reality TV, I might do, but I wouldn't personally reach out to someone on a reality TV show to criticize them. I, I, I don't think many people are like that, but there are the people that are. Um, I do appreciate the constructive criticism. That's absolutely fair, but it's not something I would be like, oh, I've just watched the show. Let me go and now write something, you know, on their social media to criticize them. I, I don't know what they do it for, um, but for whatever reason, I realized afterwards and, and being at the States, everyone's like, no, you are great. You're not that bad. And people don't look at you like that. But the social media definitely defines a different picture. So, yeah. It is, it is strange. In my experience, it's like if you really, I mean, I don't know how you worked out that percentage, but I've looked at like, it's the same, it's not the same group of people, but it is. It's like there's certain yes, people that is. will go on like 800 Bravo accounts and tell- exactly everyone all the things they hate about them so i don't know what type of life that is but that exactly. it existed yeah but then you get the people like i had a, a friend of mine on a boat and he's like he'd just seen a couple of episodes of mine he's like who's this guy that that's against you? he made a fake account on on twitter and he just started going for him on twitter that was his fun you know sometimes right. it's not great you know sometimes you you're, you're I, I i don't like it i don't appreciate it but people do for whatever reason they do it, you have to get, you have to break away from the social media side for sure. And then you have to go and figure out, you know, what life is actually about after being on the show and stuff. And I've used it to my advantage. Um, you know, I, I, after the second season, I was still myself. A lot of people may say, uh, you, you know, you watched your first season and now you came to be a different person. Like, deliberately that's absolutely not true i i couldn't and again i go back to the point where even if i did i would have cracked after three weeks or four weeks and you would have seen the true colors you know um so yeah i've used it to my advantage in uh progressing in my career and uh and it's and using the platform to do good where i can as well and what did you do with the social media after like that week with Hannah, like all the, like you just then eventually just learn, like just ignore this. I mean, that's not easy to, for everyone. The, 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 you, all you have to understand is that the only thing that links you to the comments are the physical phone in your hand and that's it. So you put your phone away and you don't see it. There's, you know, you spend less time on the phone. It's literally this piece of, you know, equipment that is bringing the negativity to me. Just leave the equipment aside and you, you never see it. Yeah. Totally. I don't, I'm not going to like block. Uh, obviously there's some, some really bad <laughs> comments where you like, I'm, I'm a blocking King, by the way. I'm just like everything. I, anyone who reaches out like private messages, we get the most insane things. You just block them. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. No, I'm like all for the block button too. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. wait, like you're coming on my page and you're yeah. bringing <laughs> negativity. Like, I don't yeah. understand. Like now you're just blocked. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Say, oh, look at this guy blocking all the comments that he doesn't want to see. Guess what? Block. Yeah, <laughs> <getting> exactly. <laughs> so on that note, what are some of the strange direct um, messages well, that you've received? Well, I, I'll give you an example. I got a, um, I, I posted a, a story of, of the monkeys, um, you know, playing with my dog yesterday. And I got one, uh, what do you say? A guy, he was like, um, I can't get, I can't get past the vision of 
being in between your thighs because <laughs> it just shows like a little, I was like, Oh my gosh, flattering, but <laughs> you didn't get blocked by the way. He was, I left it. <laughs> um, and then you get off oh, the, the most raunchiest of things. And a lot of it's all fake. Like they try and get catch you in the, um, I don't know they might send you something. They, they might ask for something to be sent. A lot of people fall for that. And then they were like, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to send this to your fiance or your wife, unless you pay me money. And then people are hooked on that, you know? So it's, it's all, it's, it's it, like, every time I post a picture, I lose followers and then I start gaining them because there's a lot of fake accounts that, you know, work on algorithms and work on all that. Yeah. So I don't take too much from social media at all, but where I can help, um, where we did the Bahamas relief, I think in two weeks, I managed to raise over 600,000 US dollars and I'm not even American, you know, and that was just with a few posts and people linking up. It was one of the hardest things to, to be honest, to do. I was, I was so drawn out with doing my job and then trying to, you know, sieve through hundreds and hundreds of messages to try and get people together to, to actually help. And it worked. And I was, I was very proud of myself to say that, you know, we'd made a plan. And I think that's the only reason the only advantage I see of social media at the moment, unless it's for an advertising thing or marketing. Yeah. Right. Wait, I have another question. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, listen, I love being the host of the behind the velvet rope podcast, but bringing you guys five shows a week, tracking down the top Bravo celebrities to bring you new creative content every day. That causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. I'm not even going to get into the lack of sleep or lack of a relationship. So I needed somewhere to turn. And for me, I turn to BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp because it's professional counseling right from the comfort of your own home. What they do is they match you with a licensed therapist who is a professional that fits your needs and the things that you want to talk about. So you may not have the same issues as I do. They also deal with LGBTQIA issues, anger, grief, trauma. If you are having relationship issues, if you're in a relationship, good for you. I'm not. They really deal with everything and everything you share is confidential. So I cannot stress how much because of this job that I love so much it has caused me some issues and BetterHelp really is a lifesaver. Right now, if you guys also want to start living a happier life, as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash velvet rope. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Velvet Rope. And as a listener, you guys get 10% off your first month. Try it. I promise you, you are going to feel so much better once you talk to one of their licensed professional counselors. And listen, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. DM me. Let me know how it goes. This has been a lifesaver for me.
I'll admit it, as important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority, and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water, and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all-in-one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And then what, like just as far as that people will reach out to you and ask you to send certain things, I assume oh, you're no. talking about like a dick pic, I assume. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think between us all, I have, I have never received a dick pic, but I think Colin has. <laughs> really? That doesn't shock me. No, it doesn't shock. Well, I mean, I think he was shocked, to be honest. He was uh, <laughs> beside himself. But uh, we had a group. Uh, so we made a group of all the deck guys and uh, myself, Jack, Travis and Colin. And um, I think I don't know who it was because Jack and Travis were new to it. And they would send a screenshot of something like, is this chick, let's look at the stuff that I'm getting. And we're like, yeah, don't worry. And we'd send the screenshot of the exact same thing back to him. Like, mate, you're not alone. Don't think you're, don't think you're the one here, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, some of it is horrendous. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm flabbergasted most of the time. It has anyone but, tried to, like you said, like blackmail you, like try to get something from you to then say... I'm going to put this out to the media. One situation, and it was very early uh, in the time, not, not as far as naked pictures or anything, but this lady reached out and she was 
she had said that she was a, a counselor for uh, kids and, you know, she enjoyed the path that I was, I was, you know, moving towards. And, and I had got to, ch- I sent her a message and I was like, you know, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Got to chatting slightly and then uh, got to chatting a bit more. And I kind of opened myself about a few things that were going on in my relationship at the time and nothing, nothing big, you know, but um, I just, I, I think, I think she'd lured me in with the whole, you know, she's a counselor thing and yeah. kind of, no, but not, not, not in a big way. She didn't, she like kind of drew it out of me. Anyway, it escalated very quickly because after speaking to her, the next day, I, I hadn't had my phone, my phone was off. And I had got messages from her saying, what is going on? Why aren't you talking to me? You know, I, I deal with celebrities all the time. I'm literally having dinner with Chris Hemsworth tonight. And this is how you want to treat me. I'm like, hold up. What has just happened? I don't, I don't even know what's just happened. And uh, yeah, it got to a point where like, I was like, listen, I don't know what your story is, but I think this whole conversation should just stop now because I'm confused. There was definitely a form of something, I don't know, a little bit loopy in some way. And I was like, okay, two days later, she now sends messages to my, she was my girlfriend there, now fiance, but sends messages to her saying, by the way, Joao this, Joao said this, Joao said, and it was all very, it wasn't specific stuff, but she'd managed to make it sound like I had this deep emotional connection with her. So now I had to dig myself out of that hole because now my girlfriend didn't want to talk to me at all. Um, so I, I gave her a call and I was like, what's going on? She's like, listen, who is this chick? I said, hold on. Can I just hold on? Let me screenshot and send you every single message that was sent between us. And I did, I sent it to her. And about a couple of hours later, she gets, she's like, okay, this chick is crazy. I'm like, yes, she's crazy. She looks her up on, I don't know. You guys have a, a website where you can see if anyone's had felonies or I don't know. And she's like, yeah. Dude, this- this chick has got like three felonies. She's hold on. I was like, Oh gosh, so that also was a, an opening thing. What opened me up to, to realize that you cannot trust anyone or cannot, you know, you, you can't open up to strangers at all. And yeah. So I definitely now, from there, I took a step back and I, I had no intention of anything. I just thought, you know, nice person to talk to. And that backfired dramatically. So <laughs> See, this yeah. is the thing. Like I am like, when you're from New York city, you just start yeah. at like, I don't trust you. And yeah, I, yeah. I mean, like I'll engage with people. I, I, I will, yeah. but I do have a thing where I'm like, anything I say to you, I just assume you're going to try to blackmail me at some point. There you go. Like, well, I, I, I this is just what I assume. And, and with our accounts, we can see like the majority, I think it's like 99% of the viewers or anyone on my social media is from New York. So you got to, I, I figured out how to deal with it. That's yeah. <laughs> oh, really? You have like 99% of people are from New York city yeah. that, wow. And, and like 0.01 from Zimbabwe. That's because we're such a small country country like i think the whole of zimbabwe is about the size of new york so <laughs> interesting yeah interesting so and when I think, sorry i, I no, think no, no. the reason that is is again reality tv is really big but within the city life um especially on our show you know a lot of people uh, i would call it a concrete jungle where they escape in a sense to see the beautiful views you know of what below deck shows and you know escape their own reality for a second, not saying that the reality is terrible in any way, but they escape to see what, what else is out there, you know? So I think so. That's, that's big for us. So that's interesting. So when you got on the show and you started filming, you know, like you said, like 
you you were new so like you you weren't aware like when did you become aware of like like you said like the producers and like oh like i see how like you might be like you know almost like how it's going to be edited like when were you aware of that or were you not aware of it were you just like i'm here to do a job I was never aware of it on the show. No, I I think they appreciated that the most about me because a lot of people were questioning them as, okay, should I be like this? Should I? And they're like, just be yourself. Um, Okay. I don't, you know, it's, it's, there are a lot of questions from other people and I just rolled. I didn't, I didn't question anything. I didn't question the productivity of, you know, nothing. Um, There were some times when, you know, a little bit behind the scenes thing, um, we were at a dinner and it, it got to fairly late and we had just had a day out. It was the day we'd gone off on, on the yacht to a place for lunch. And it was an incredible day. I, I didn't t- for one second, take anything that production did for us for granted, um, regardless of what they were getting out of it. It was, you know, and we were there for, until about 9 PM and the logistics of the show is really incredible. Like they, I mean, we were about two and a half hours away. We had to get back on the boat. It was 9 PM. The, 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 um, catamaran had to take us back. They also have to be on another boat to follow us. So it was taking time. And Hannah turned to the production team and she was like, what is going on? We need to go now. I'm tired. I've got a day to do tomorrow. And I was like, listen, how on earth can, do, do you not think that they want to leave too? Obviously they're trying to do whatever they can to get out of here, give them a break, you know? Anyway, that escalated as you can imagine. <laughs> um, so that was me. Like she'd been there and she'd seen it all before. And sometimes you, you forget how much they do for you as well. And I was, you know, even to this day, I've got strong connections with most of the the production team because I accepted everything that they threw out. It was never, I was only, there was maybe a a point where when I realized how bad I looked, I was slightly disappointed and said, like, you kind of deceived me on, on how I would look, you know, but the, the, the end result is that I was, they said that you were real. And a lot of the time they don't even know how the audience is going to take it. You know, they have this idea of how it's going to happen. They have a group of people that that do select episodes. So when you put their ideas with the next person's ideas and the next person's, it comes out in a way that, first of all, it is authentic. And it's, it's a way where you just don't know what the audience are going to pick up on. There's some, like, I mean, the, the coffee dispenser, it's got like a little plaque on the on the side of the the wall and they've got little coffee discs that you put into the the espresso machine hundreds and hundreds of comments what is that like of the whole episode that is the only thing you picked up on you know so you never know you never know what they'll pick on and um yeah they reassured me afterwards you know that yeah you overall your character will be seen it's not just one episode it's up and down all the way through and and that's what i got i i got a good response in a sense where you know, there was a lot of negative, but there was a lot of negative that I had to fix. So I wasn't, I wasn't entirely upset with it. Yeah. And you had that conversation like afterwards when you then watch, you know, you film it, you leave the boat. Episode, yeah. When I, yeah. Once things started getting together and I'm like, hold on, you said I did great. I clearly didn't do great. And they're like, yeah, but you have done great. You don't realize it. Don't, don't take to social media. Understand if you go to America and see it, then you'll understand that you're okay. Sorry, no, 
I love hearing the birds. I mean, I'm like, that's like, trust me, that's like, the birds can make as much noise as they want. But that's nice. I mean, at least they get back to you and, you know, like, so how does that work? Like, were you shocked when like a Hannah is like yelling at producers? Because like for you, you're, you're probably like, this isn't even our job. Like, I didn't know we were allowed to do that. Right. Sorry, you broke up there? Oh, Sorry. no. Well, no, I was saying, like, you know, like, when Hannah's, like, yelling at producers, yeah. are you just like, oh, I didn't even realize that was a thing? Because you would probably that's, think that's not part of like, the job. It's No, absolutely. I think a lot of people lose respect. As far as cast members, and I can't speak for everyone, a lot of people lose respect for the amount of work that the producers and stuff do. Uh, and not everyone. I think the majority of people do appreciate it. As far as the... the the jobs I've been on, uh, the the seasons I've been on, 80% of the the crew or the cast slash crew appreciate the work that the production team have done. Um, there are a few that, that don't. And you end up realizing that, you know, they, they are, we kind of work for them because we've been paid by them to produce, to, to, to be on a show that they produce. Um, myself and Colin went to BravoCon and we sat so the the lady that she was orchestrating like our group of guys and everything um she said could you be here i think it was 9 p.m could you be here at like five to nine so that we can get everything together five to nine on the dot myself and colin were standing there colin says to me dude are we where are we and i'm like we are so out of place right now because everyone else as far as their reality tv show are almost paid not to listen, you know, like almost paid to like, and we're yachties. So five to nine, we were there five to nine. It took them another hour. It's like herding cats. They were rounding up all the guys from every single show. There were 90 of us, you know, and uh, it was just so funny to see because we thought, you know, we're, we're, we're just, we're behaving and everyone else, they're paid not to behave. So <laughs> yeah, different, different environment for us for sure. <laughs> this is that watch what happens, right? That watch what yeah. happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was, was there. A- there was yes. everyone. Right. So I think uh, Colin told me this story too. I think like that you guys were on time and I mean, it was a lot of people and yeah, everyone just. That sticks out to us. We're like, we, we just realized how out of place we felt because everyone else had their own thing going, you know? Uh, they all knew each other. I was impressed when a lot of people knew who I was. And again, respectfully, you know, I, I don't watch reality TV shows. So or any shows for that matter. And when they knew who I was, I felt, you know, grateful for it. I was very appreciative that they, they do. And I felt terrible that I didn't, I didn't know anyone. So <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Yeah. what was I going to say? So Going back to Below Deck just for a second. So Hannah, so like when Hannah was getting upset with the producers, like she's one that I assume just kind of does her own thing. Like she didn't really, I assume she doesn't respect the producers as much as you is what I'm saying. Look, I can't say behind the scenes, you know, how much she does or doesn't. Um, I don't know. But from what I could see, I think it's also just the being comfortable in you know, okay, I've been, I've done three seasons. I'm obviously going to do the next one or that kind of feeling, you know, um, obviously not to mention names, but you'd be surprised. There's people that you wouldn't really think would give the producers as much crap. And it is incredible. Sometimes you're like, dude, I don't even want to be on this boat for that. You know, it's insane. Um, and they, they do, they work so hard to get, you know, 
to make us feel comfortable as well as to get the show running. It's, it's a huge, it, you know, the budget for it is a substantial amount because they have to technically charter a boat for months before, charter the boat for the six weeks and then charter it for after we leave to, to take everything down again. So it's, it's, and it's an, an incredible expense. It's not like we're at a table uh, having a dinner every time, you know, at a, at a local restaurant or something. It's literally on the water. And uh, yeah, they've got a lot to deal with. So when you see people losing their shit with, you know, the producers and, and cameramen or something, you know, if you tell the camera, don't record me now, you're like, well, that's what we kind of signed up for. So you can't do that, you know, but people do. So yeah, it's, 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 it was definitely an eye opener. And I think I say the producers definitely respected me for the fact that I, I, I've never come from a place where I could disrespect anyone, you know, uh, as far as, as far as them doing their job, you know, and as production and stuff. And it was an eye opener for me, even just being in New York and seeing how people are sometimes the animosity in some places, you know, the, the grudges they have with coworkers and yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it's not, it doesn't happen here. And you don't want to mention names of who was inappropriate to producers. <laughs> I can't. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, let me rephrase the question. How was Captain, <laughs> how was Captain Sandy to producers? I, I love how you just, what, you just throw that one in there. Eh? Is that where you <laughs> I'm going? <laughs> um, yeah, no, she's she, look again. I can't, I don't know the, I don't know the, the background of it. I can't tell you how they are, you know, behind closed doors because I don't know. Um, for Captain Sandy, it, it can be very frustrating because A, she is responsible for the vessel, okay? B, she's responsible for lives. And at the same time, she's responsible for being there as part of a show. So with those three responsibilities, is a, it's an, an incredible amount of responsibility. Um, there are, you know, mistakes that I've done, you know, that they show on, on, on television. And there are mistakes that she may have done that they don't show out of respect and appreciation for her her qualifications her position and that again is is something that you know we we all have to like as cast members sometimes like well why did why did you show me doing that but you didn't show that person doing that part which i feel was much worse well there there it's the integrity you know so we have to respect that as well um yeah everyone has has a meltdown sandy has meltdowns you know um i i've never had a meltdown on the show because i know what's going on but um you know everyone as far as the veterans i think they've definitely had meltdowns um they they've seen the show they come back the next time and they're like well i know what you did last time so i'm going to try and avoid that which never works because by avoiding that you're doing something else you know do yeah. you think that the veterans like sandy and hannah get like a favorable edit like a better edit? No, I don't. Um, I think as far as, I mean, if it's part of the storyline and they can get it in, they will, but it's very difficult. They've, I mean, our season, our fourth season, we thought, uh, including the producers thought it wouldn't be as, as, um, as good as the third season that we did. And for reason being, there wasn't, there wasn't really a storyline to follow. Um, and then after they started, you know, putting it all together, they, they realized there wasn't one storyline, there was 50 storylines. So now they have to try and piece that together to make it all make sense within the 40 minutes that they have to air, where I think it works out. I think they cut 350 hours of, of screen time 
to 40 minutes. How much do you lose in that, you know, per episode? So yeah, it's, it's an incredible task that they have going. And that's why they will say, you know, something, they can only show the explosive parts. Um, they don't show how it led to that, which that's, I think that was my biggest concern in the beginning. I'm like, hold on, you're showing me absolutely losing my shit with someone, but you didn't see where it started. And they started it. I was like a kid. I was like, they started it. Why aren't you showing it? <laughs> and they're like, well, we can't. It's, it's just too much. There's too much to show, you know? And sometimes I think, you know, what if they, what if they bought more episode time so that they could make it longer? And they, they made hours. I think it was the longest season, 18 episodes at the time. They had to because there was just so much going on, you know? But I think, I think as far as the fourth, this, our last season, it was amazing. I, it was incredible. Yes, we had our ups and downs, but the, the team we had, the, the characters, the, the various and diverse personalities, it was, it was good fun. Yeah. And you guys really thought season four wouldn't be as good as season three. No, none of us wow. did. thought it was, it was going to be a bit of a flop because nobody could follow anyone. Um, and then they started digging into it and realizing, hold on, like for example, Mila licking the, the meat. It was, it was absolutely by chance that someone, so what they do is after someone just goes there with like a fine hair comb just to see if they've missed anything. And apparently the guy was like, hold on. And he reversed and he was like, and he did it again. It's like, so he called someone, did she just lick the meat? <laughs> They're like, yes, production stop. Let's change this. We've got to throw this in because it's there, you know? So, yeah, um, they thought that it wasn't going to be great and it turned out to be awesome, I think. Interesting. And do you think, okay, do you think like just because they're veterans like Sandy and Hannah, like do you think that they, so they don't get favorable edit, but do you think that they, because they know what they're doing, do you think they they then become like, I guess, fake, like they're trying to act a certain way knowing? It's It it almost comes... um, without question you know um i think for sandy it, it's it's very noticeable uh a lot of the times but it is and I, and I respect her don't get me wrong i think a lot of the times it's just the pressure of it you know she has got that pressure of being having to be responsible for everything so she's trying her level best to satisfy everyone and that comes with a change of personality every now and then or change of what you would genuinely do. And when you do that, you kind of lose the direction of where you're going, you know? Um, Hannah, yeah, there was definitely times where Hannah would say something to her crew, her car, the, the girls saying, yeah, well, if you, if you like Brooke, if you get with Joao, you're going to look like an asshole. So let's do this. And Brooke didn't listen. And then she didn't like Brooke. So, you know, that's, that's kind of where it goes. Um, but then at the same time, I think, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this below deck season goes. Yes, they've got someone new, um, but if you don't have a veteran there, you, nobody knows how to go about anything. You know, there's no no one to follow per se as far as the routine of the show. So yeah, I think they do need someone other than the captain to be on the show that has been there before. But otherwise, yeah, uh, people. I felt sometimes in my case like should I be doing this? And then I would go back and say, no, I need to be real. I need to just do what I need to do because, you know, sometimes I would want to lose my shit with Jack. And I mean, I can't even explain. I was boiling inside and I thought, okay, do I, do I lose it because I, I want to, and I want to show everyone that I'm going to lose it. Or do I know, should I do what I know I should do in the position I'm in? 
And I took option two because that's, you know, I am a yachty and I did want to progress in my career. Um, and I did want to show that I could be a leader and it, it showed. And that was, that was the best part. Jack and I are good friends. Um, that Travis and I always talk and, and uh, the previous season besides Colin and uh, of fairly recently, Jamie, I don't speak to anyone, you know? So yeah. you speak to Colin. I speak, I speak to Colin very regularly. I speak to Jamie from the first season, the deckhand, hand who I think everyone thought, you know, we'd never chat, but she's, she's very, she's real. You know, she's, she, she was real. She was quiet and it didn't, it didn't help her as far as the TV side, but you know, she came out clean and unscathed. So it's, yeah, it was great. Um, I got, I met her afterwards for a while and you know, we got to chatting and she's, yeah, I talk to her every now and then. Uh, I don't talk to anyone else. No, no one. <laughs> you don't speak to captain Sandy. Um, every now and then, I think we've, we've kind of split our ways a little bit. Uh, she's busy. Um, you know, there were a couple of things that were said after the season that I wasn't too happy about because again, it, it, it takes me to the point where like you were there, you saw what happened. Now when social media comes out and says things like, Oh, well you're favoring Joao. Oh, well you're doing this. And then she kind of catches on to that and then repeats it. It, it like, it's like, but you don't feel that way. So why are you saying it? You know? So I've got, I've got a, I've got a huge issue with people not being real for sure. Like I, if, if you're going to be like that, then bygones, that's okay. You know? And she, again, she reached out to me not so long ago and she, she was very sweet and I appreciate her for helping me out. And I appreciate everything. I mean, we had a, a fantastic time together. Absolutely. Like even after the season, um, it, it's difficult to tell whether someone is doing something for you or someone is doing something for them um, by helping someone in their career. Is it boosting my career? Yes, it is. And I appreciate that. But is it boosting your career too? Um, you know, so you just, you never know. And again, we go back to the point where you said anyone, I, I believe everyone, I, like I have no trust and then I'll gain that trust. And I'm still a little bit skeptical. Whereas when I went in, you know, the first time I laid trust all the way through and then you get burnt. So you just kind of take a step back and, and realize, you know, there were times where she would, she would say, you know, she really misses me and she loves me. And, you know, we've had a great time and, you know, I'm always here for you. And then there are times when she says, okay, but we, we're just friends. We're not, we're not, I'm, I'm, we're associates. You're not like one of my friends. I'm like, okay, but that makes no sense. Like, where are we? You know? So, so that's why I just said, you know, I take a step back and I, I, I will understand that. Yes, we are associates. Yes. We, you did help me. Yes. I appreciate that. But at the same time, you have your career to follow and I have mine. So I think a, a, a big thing was at the Bravo con when everyone cheered me for being a captain, she definitely helped me in that. And she got me to that point. And I had mentioned that I was not at the, the status level of captain Lee, as far as qualifications or captain Sandy, I've still got now maybe a year and a half to be able to become a captain of the show, for example. Um, and I think when I'd said that she, she is, she's very, she's very open. She speaks her mind straight away. 
uh, you know, so, so she says something about, yes, but it's not about you having your qualifications. It's about you, you need experience. You need to get on the water. You're not even close. And I thought, okay, just let me enjoy my moment, you know, with everyone, let me enjoy my moment. And then, and then we can talk about it. You've told me this already. Nobody wants to hear it now, you know? So yeah, there were a couple of issues there and not, not issues as such, but it just made me realize from everyone except Colin, you know, take a step back and, and just, just settle with, with who's around me rather than trying to reach out to people that, that are far off, you know? And that's because yeah. I was at BravoCon the whole weekend, but you know, there was a lot of counter programming, so you couldn't go to everything. So I wasn't yeah, at yes. that. So that's what she said. Like the audience and everyone was thrilled that you're a captain. And she said yes. something like, but you're not qualified to be a captain on below deck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not, you're not, you're not that captain. You're a captain, but you're, you've got a small ticket captain, you know? So I think with her, she, she has, she's done a lot of time um, in, in, in yachting. Uh, I think it's, she's, I don't even know, but she spent a lot of time in, in yachting and people find it hard to understand that I've spent a little time in yachting and I've progressed. Um, and again, with respect to Sandy getting me a position on a boat, I really appreciate it. And it worked out really well. Um, it's not to say that I wasn't going to do that anyway, you know, because I was looking for that in the first place. So um, again, I appreciate it. But my my goal was to get to that point anyway, and as, as best and as quick as I could relative to the experience I had. Right. So now I've finished my, my tickets. It, I mean, this year we can all pretend like it almost never happened, but if I get my last qualification that I'm waiting for, I'm just waiting for paperwork. Um, if I get it by the end of this year, then I'll be qualified to, to um, almost captain a boat of that size, but with no experience. So I'll go out, get some experience and then you never know. <laughs> we might see you on below deck as a captain. Yes. Um, maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, like, how do you think, because Captain Sandy, right, at the end of season four, we saw that she helped you get a captain's job. Yes. How do you think yes. that was, because you alluded to this, like, how do you think that was, like, self-serving? Like, how do you think that was for her? Well, it's because by helping me, she she shows that she cares. She shows that she's a caring captain and she's a mentor and she wants, you know, someone else's uh, career to grow, which is very true. Um, and by showing that she gets a lot of, you know, recognition and, and self, well, she gets a lot of, um, affection per se, by you know, compassion, but from people outside of the industry to say, you know, she's doing a great job. She's helping people, uh, you know, and she, I know that she does, but it, it will always be a question as for why, you know, um, and, and it wasn't, it, it's, I just, again, I think I'm, I, I get very sensitive in the sense where if I'm burnt just a little bit, I take it to heart very quickly. And then I'm like, okay, if that's how it's going to be, then I'll backpedal and then we'll see from there. Yeah. Well, do you think she would have helped you get a captain's job if it wasn't quote unquote seen on TV? <laughs> yes. I, I don't know her outside of TV on, on a boat, so I can't say. And, you know, I would like to believe that she would, I would like to believe that she you know, I've, I've, it's, I, I employed someone, an engineer who actually worked with captain Sandy before. So it was, it was interesting because I, as a captain, um, you know, I think there, there was like 10 years difference of when they worked with each other. And I was very proud to tell the gentleman that, you know, I, I was working with captain Sandy and his response was, yeah, she was, she's great. Like she, she was an awesome captain. 
And he's like, yeah, but when she loses her shit, <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I, I've never worked with her as far as outside of the show. So I can't say, um, but if I were to go based on how I feel about her on the show, I do think she would help out, you know, uh, after the first season, we did spend a lot of free time, you know, when I was in New York, we'd link up, we went to Boston, uh, watched the Eagles Patriots game together. It was, it was really nice. And that's why I think after the second season, I don't know what, what changed it in, in a sense. Um, but that's when I just thought, you know, rather than anything else, just take a step back and yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm again, if she reaches out and she wants to make a plan, I'm absolutely there for it. Um, otherwise I've got a career to, to pursue. So yeah. And you saw her lose her shit on the show a lot, which wasn't yeah, necessarily seen. I, lose shit. I mean, she does again. It's, it's, it's such a, a roller coaster ride, the show as a whole. Everyone does, you know. Um, it's whether you can maintain or not. A, a lot of the time when things don't go your way in any person's, you know, life, they, they, if it's on TV, you can't backpedal. There's no backpedaling, you know, because it's, it's there, it's done. And then you're like, okay, how do I fix this? By then it's too late. And you, you're basically digging your grave bigger and you end up falling in it and then you don't know how to get out of it. So, yeah, it's just... It's a matter of, I don't know, just, yeah, it's, it's a roller coaster ride. So people who lose their shit, sometimes, you know, you lose your shit and then you throw something as far as a sentence about production and they can't use it. Now, now we can't use it because you're talking about production or, you know, so people are clever in what they do too. Well, that's yeah. the whole, cause you, you don't watch the housewives, but that was a whole thing on the Beverly Hills housewives this past season where you say like, bravo, bravo, bravo. And then they can't use it. I see. I just see memes on that. <laughs> I was, well, I was wondering. well, that's what it is. So you said that that's what happens on Below Deck too. Like someone will say yeah, like production. It's not freaking me, but I think, again, with the veterans who know what's going on, they, that's, that it can happen, you know? So Yeah, you yeah. just like break the fourth wall and talk to production and then they can't and then it's over. It. You're like, oh, well, now that, that's scrapped, you know? Um, I think even with this last season um, with people – sinking each other, throwing each other under the bridge. I think Bravo had to get involved and say, listen, guys, if you keep posting stuff about an episode that hasn't come out yet, you will be fined because you have a contract, you know? So that's when everyone like put the brakes on. They're like, eh, okay, we can't be doing that. So <laughs> you're talking about the past season with like Malia and Hannah. Yes, yes. yes. What did you think of all that? I mean, did Captain Sandy, did he, Malia handle herself correctly? Did Captain Sandy, it, did Hannah know, it, deserve it, to be fired? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I think, you know what, to be honest, I don't think Hannah deserved to be fired for what she got fired for. Um, it's not my position. Everyone has their own way of dealing with things. Um, it can be a buildup. Uh, you know, we only see a certain, and me having been there, I've seen that you only see a glimpse of something. So there might've been a lot of, you know, let's say head bashing between Hannah and Sandy that we don't see that just led to the point where she had a last straw, you know, um, when it comes to maritime law, when it comes to all that kind of stuff, there, there are still discrepancies as to whether she had to be fired or not, you know? Um, so it's, it's a matter of choice. The thing is it's on TV, you know, on, on real boats and big boats, you can do absolutely nothing. The captain will say, sorry, pack your bags, see you tomorrow. Oh, well, sorry, leave, sorry. And uh, 
And the, the guy or the lady would be like, for what? It just doesn't matter. Your time's up, pack your bags and go. So it's, it's, that's how the yachting industry is now trying to portray that to people who don't understand the yachting industry. And then, you know, they have a lot of criticism towards it because their, their industry, you know, on land is very different to yachting. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's a lot of ways that it could have been handled. Um, I definitely think on, on Malia's side, she, and I think she also agreed at some stage that she did go to Sandy for too much. Um, she did go and tell her more than that, that was needed, you know, and with, with Sandy wanting to help out a lady to get, you know, up to a captain's position, um, and her having her past and previous experiences, maybe with being put down or let down by, by gentlemen on a, on a, a boat, you know, she, she did not hesitate to jump in immediately, whereas, you know, she could have maybe done it more diplomatically. So, yeah, I, I, I didn't watch the entire season. I watched up until just before Hannah got fired. Um, I, think, I think with Kiko, I, I don't think he should have left. Again, you don't know how far into the, the, the whole story we know. Um, but I, I got a chance to actually watch the season and know that I've been on it before. So you, you, I, I was a spectator for a change and it was interesting because then you actually see how people see it when you know that it's sometimes not that way. So yeah. Um, yeah. I, I enjoyed it to be honest. So you don't think Chef Kiko should have been fired either? No, I don't think so. I mean, it is, if you, as far as watching the couple, a couple of episodes after that, so Chef Kiko got, gets fired, but didn't really have any help. Whereas then um, Malia's boyfriend comes in and he has a lot of help, you know? So it's the same, pers- same thing as, you know, when Anastasia w- took over and I, I didn't have an issue with her, but that my, my advice or my judgment on something, my opinion comes off very strong because that's just how I am. And I, you know, for her to have been saying, you know, I've taken on the position and there were times before that I'm like, yeah, I don't think she should have because it's, it's a lot of responsibility. But at the same time, I saw what was going to happen in the sense, okay, so you hire someone else and then you don't fulfill your position as the chef, then who gets fired? Because it's not, it's not, and in this case, you know, it's not the third stew's fault that you couldn't do the job and then you have to. So it's a very, it's a tricky situation. Um, but she got a lot of help. Uh, from all of us, which uh, took someone from the deck team off of the deck. So you kind of, you, you're building that all up. So each story has its own thing. Each, each situation, depending on what Sandy wants to do, if she wants someone to help him out, they do. But then that means that the other guy didn't get the same chance, you know? So watching it from my side was interesting. Uh, I, I mean, I spoke to Colin. I wish that whole conversation was recorded because we were like two, I can't even explain. We were just like two geese just bickering on the phone. Like, how did they do that? What the hell? Like, it, was, it was hilarious. Um, and then that's when we decided to, to do the, uh, the live afterwards and just before Hannah got fired. But it was almost like a lot of the, the tension was relieved off the conversation we had before. So yeah, no, I've, yeah, it's, it's been hilarious. So what is maritime law? Like you don't, so like you're saying like, so you said you don't agree with Hannah being fired. Like, well, like, let's go back. Like did Malia have to report that to Sandy then? Like when she sees the Valium or the pen? 
if I were to see a packet or a label written value, I am going to be very honest. I have no idea what it is. So if I had seen it, I would say, well, okay, headache pills, whatever, next, you know, or something I shouldn't be asking about. I don't know. But if you see something like that and you, you report it, there should really be a reason as to why you're reporting it. Is the person not doing their job accordingly? This is also more for uh, the, the deck team because we have obligations as far as the safety and safety of manning, um, you know, looking after the vessel. We are very much more held responsible to look after the vessel and for running equipment than, than the interior team. So it really depends on what reason you're, you're taking that information to the captain for, you know, um, maybe she knows more about Valium than I do. And that's why she was like, okay, this is, this is serious. Or maybe, I, I don't know, maybe she took a picture and asked for advice. Like, what do I do? And someone would have said, I would suggest you tell the captain, I, I, I could never know. Um, I'm just on my side. If I were to walk in and see it, I wouldn't say a word because I don't know if, if she was, you know, acting weird or not being able to fulfill her obligations as far as work, then definitely something would be said. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I said, I said, um, I think the first season and the second season, uh, within the green screen time or just walking in, I said to, um, one of the producers, I was like, I'm, I'm not sure if, if Hannah's okay. And they'd ask why. And I'm like, I, I don't, I just, I, I feel like she's spaced out. Like I can speak to her. And then 20 minutes later, she's completely spaced out and I don't know what's going on. And I don't, that, I'm just, just telling you, I don't know what's going on. And they, they took that information and that was it, you know, because what, what, what can you do? Um, so if it was in the case where I, I saw her that spaced out and found something, yeah, I would say something. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what I, I wouldn't have, uh, you know, if, if it, it comes to the point where Sandy has an obligation to fire someone because of it, you have to then question, um, your, your contract. Um, did Sandy have a talk to everyone right in the beginning saying, by the way, if you have prescription drugs, cause it, all this is, it's hard to find. You can't just, I mean, there's hundreds of scripts of law and information that you, you could adhere to. And there's gray areas, you know, it says that you should report it or you have a responsibility to report it. Um, if you're reporting it, is it because you've done something or you can't do your job? If you, if you've got it, but you've got a prescription and it's not that serious, you know, is it, is it necessary to report it? So if the captain walks up and says, okay, everyone report your drugs, whatever it may be. Okay, cool. Walk away. If she doesn't do that, or he doesn't do that, a lot of the interior team don't actually know what they are supposed to be doing because it's hard to find that information. Um, as a veteran in yachting, I presume Hannah does know that, but you kind of also get used to just having it. I guess, you, you know, you get on a boat, you leave a boat, you get on a boat. It almost becomes nothing because it's a prescription that you have um, and it's not affecting your work and it's not something in, incredibly dramatic where you know you collapse or you can't use machinery so as far yeah again going to the point i i personally would have it would have come with a lot more than that uh, that i presume sandy fired her for rather than just the the prescription and the drugs itself so you think sandy fired her for more reasons you know sandy says one thing and it's very common and often is i it's nothing personal <laughs> 
you know, it's hard. It's always personal, no matter what. If you're on a boat, no matter what it is, you know, my my issues with with Conrad in the first place, it was it was personal. You know, you can't say it's not. Yes, you've got to you have to try and separate the personal side and the you know the the social side of things. I would go out, I'd get absolutely blackout drunk. And we'd have fights. The next morning, I'd wake up and be like, what's up, everyone? And they'd be like, are you kidding me? You're talking to me. I'm like, oh, well, why wouldn't I be? We're, we're at work. Nothing's changed at work. What we did outside is outside. No, I'm, I'm here to work, you know. Um, obviously, that didn't go down so well. Um, but yes, that, that, you know, you have to try and separate it. And some, as a captain as well, it's very hard to separate that because you, you, she knows Hannah. She's worked with Hannah. She's wanted to fire Hannah every season she's been on. And it comes with the work side. If personally speaking, and I say this, like, I don't, I don't care blatantly. She wouldn't have lasted two weeks on a boat that I would be captain on just for her work, you know? And I think on, on Sandy's side, that was a a major factor and she just needed something a little bit extra to say, okay, this is it, you know? Right. Like Sandy didn't like Hannah and wanted her gone anyway. And then, and then throw, throw in, couple of valium and there you have it (laughs) do you do you think sandy favors malia she absolutely does because she wants to try and enhance her career um i I presume that's the only reason but (laughs) well there's been all right i did i thought you know what the thing is with the cameos you don't have to post it if you said something like that you don't have to send it. So why send it? You know, um, the, the, the other thing about social media is it'll blow up very quickly and it goes as quick as it comes the next day it's gone. So everyone's onto something else, you know, the next hashtag. So yeah. 100%. That's what I say to people all the time. Like there's drama for 24 hours, maybe exactly. 48 and, and then news 24 hours later. So whatever you did, that's also what the, the production team kind of, you know, throughout for me, they're like, listen, it's only going to last until the next episode. And then you've got something else to worry about. My point was, okay, but I'm the next, the next episode is me again. So it's two weeks of it, you know? Um, yeah, but it, it, it goes as quick as it comes. So when I yes. saw that, I did laugh. Hey, oof, Sandy did imply in this cameo and it seemed yeah. that she has a crush on Malia. And so I, I, I'm out of I'm, I stay out of it, you know? I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm now, uh, I, I now watch and I'm not involved. So it's, it's fantastic. See, isn't right. I was going to say that must be better. Uh, it's, it depends. You know, there's pros and cons to both sides. Um, I have, I mean, it's, I have, there's, there's opportunities for me to work on TV again fairly soon, um, which may or may not work. We don't know yet. Um, or I may or may not be able to say much, so we don't know yet. <laughs> but but um, I, I do enjoy it, to be honest. I do enjoy the that side of things after getting fairly used to it, you know, being in America um, and, and having that form of recognition. Yes, again, there's pros and cons. It, I've had people walk up to me, grab me, take a photo and walk off, not even say a word. I'm like, hold up, <laughs> what just happened, you know? So there's that, that, that isn't that great. But as far as opportunity, as far as being able to socialize and speak to people and get to know a lot of people, I've been to some major events with, with people that know who I am. I, I enjoy it. It's, it's, it's something I enjoy. So I'm definitely looking into to going back. Is this potential TV with Bravo? 
it may or may not be. <laughs> I, I don't, it's not, nothing's, nothing said in concrete. It's just opportunities that may or may not have come up. <laughs> interesting. Well, so it's just, so speaking about this issue even more, like, so you don't, it's, it's not necessarily, like you said, there's gray areas. So it's not necessarily maritime law where you have to report it. Cause that's what Malia keeps saying. It's, it's not for saying. My, my, as far as reporting, I don't believe it's not, I don't believe that you need to report something that isn't an issue unless you find cocaine in the bathroom or, you know, when it's a prescription drug, what you're doing as well at the same time is you are, you're basically compromising someone's discretion. You know, how do you know that she didn't tell Sandy in the first place? How do you know that Sandy didn't know? Um, how do you know, you know, how do you know that Sandy doesn't have prescriptions that she hasn't told the crew about, you know, how, why is that fair? You know, there's, there's a lot that there's a lot of gray areas. And if, if Sandy takes prescription drugs, does the, does the, does the chief mate know? Does the um, production team know, you know, because you never know. So there's a lot, a lot of it, it's all gray. Um, and my point is, okay, if I see someone that isn't performing as far as work, that's when I would be concerned. And then I would link it to whatever I saw that was there. But if they're not, if they're not, you know, doing anything wrong, then no, I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't be reporting it. And you're saying, I mean, look, there's no love lost between you and Hannah, I assume. No, again, I'm, that's, that's, I've always been, you know, I, I, I can say I wouldn't want to work with Hannah again because she can't work well. That's, that's my point. But I, there's no love lost. I, I, we don't even talk. I am most certainly blocked on every social media platform by her, which is absolutely fine because I'm honest enough to say I wouldn't want to work with her because of her ability to work. But in this stage, I don't think she should have been fired. You know, I don't think it was a fair enough reason. It would have been a better reason for, for Sandy to say, you can't work and you can't upkeep the, the, uh, the, level of standard I want and therefore you should go rather than having something almost petty to fire a for, you know? Right. Yeah. Do you think like kind of what we were talking about before, like being veterans, like Malia's a veteran, Captain Sandy's a veteran, put the producers out of it for a minute. Do you think when this happens, they're like, Oh, this is gold. Like they have to be like, this is going to be a great season. Uh, I think it also comes with, you know, it's sweet and sour. Um, I know for a fact that the production team really do enjoy Hannah, you know, and there were, there were moments where I would say something uh, off camera or, you know, just to production. And, and one of the particular producers would say, you know, actually she's, she's a very nice person if you get to know her one-on-one, you know, and I always took that into consideration when, you know, I try and get to know her, but she is, she's a pretty, when it comes to being on the, on the show, she knows what she's there for. Um, so yeah, I think when it came to that point, they knew they had to do it because I mean, Sandy fired Hannah. It's a big thing. Um, but would they have wanted to do it is questionable because that everyone did not expect Hannah just to all of a sudden leave. They thought she was going to be there for many seasons to come. You know, she was part of the show. Um, and she was there before Sandy. So they expected her to stay. She was kind of one of those pillars in the, in the show. Um, she was very entertaining as far as, 
you know, she, there was always something wrong. There was always something that she had to, to be involved in. And she would, you know, there was always something and she was good at that. So I think to be honest, the producers, they, they knew they had to use it, but they didn't, I don't think they wanted to as, as far as just her leaving and, and that's it, you know? Right. Cause she's like a good part of the show that could have gone yeah. on. And after that, yeah. I don't think you can really come back from that. No. And, and also that's what I feel terrible for, for Hannah as well. It's not the best way to walk out the door, you know, um, when it comes to something like that, I know she's been very defensive online about, you know, her having a, you know, and she's made a joke out of it, which is clever and good. Um, and she has a lot of backing as far as, you know, social media and people around her. She's very happy as far as I can imagine, you know, I, I think that where she is right now, she couldn't be happier. Um, the show is is questionable as far as people who've been on for three, four, five years, let's say. It, I think if I had got to that stage, unless I was captain, <laughs> I, I would probably leave. So, yeah. That makes sense. And to that point, like you look at Kate Chastain, who's yeah. moved on now to kind of become a media personality. Like she has a yeah. show and she has a radio show. Like, do you know Kate or Captain Lee? Do I, I've met you know them. Uh, at BravoCon. BravoCon, but it was uh, very short and sweet. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? For me, on, on both their sides, I mean, they were there. I mean, they're just as much social media people like who attack, and I don't like that. So there were a few situations where myself and Captain Lee had a few Twitter quarrels. Um, I would get a message from a producer saying, dude, you just owned the internet. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because I'm just, I'm saying exactly what it's about. You know, I'm uh, pretty real when it comes to that. And I'm all up for a challenge. And then when I saw Captain Lee the last time, he gave me some some awesome and, and steady advice, you know, and, and that was to do with being a captain and being a captain of the show. If I wanted to pursue that, I can do both. I just need to I need to pay close attention on what I want, you know, and yeah, I'd had an awesome chat with them. Um, I do find a few, let's say diplomatic answers come out from him when it comes to interviews where someone would say, would you ever work with Colin? And he'd be like, yes, I'd work with Colin in a heartbeat. And then after my first season, he would be like, you will never see Joao on my boat. And then after my second season, he was like, well, I've never worked with Joao. So I can't say, and I'm like, yeah, but you said who you've never worked with, Colin, that you would work with him again. So very diplomatic, you know. Um, so it's also all that when it comes to us, uh, you know, cast members and stuff, it, you can be as much involved in a, in a season as you want to be. I could tweet uh -huh. every day and, and gain that form of, you know, I know that the last tweet I wrote about the, uh, the chef, you know, not being able to control his issues. Um, and I'd say something about, it's not, it's not how you deal with, it's not how you deal with, I, I can't even remember, but you know, people liked that form of enlightenment or that opinion coming from me because I've been there and, you know, and, and it makes sense. So yeah, I think people, again, they can be as much involved as they want. And when it came to meeting, uh, Kate and, and Captain Lee, I think Kate was a little bit upset with, uh, my comment when it came to, um, well, we were on Bravo. We were actually sitting in front of the audience and someone had mentioned something about being with cast members after the show or being with, you know, and I'd said something about, yeah, you know, 
people get with other people after straight after the season. Hey, Kate. And she was like, what? <laughs> because everyone talks. So yeah, um, it's just, it's funny how I, I, I like to also push buttons every now and then to get a reaction. <laughs> So Kate and so Kate wasn't overly thrilled with you or nice. Definitely, yeah, she wasn't thrilled with me at all. Uh, but I mean, she was okay afterwards. We kind of brushed off. I said, "Look, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's just a just a joke." What advice did Captain Lee give you at BravoCon? Well, that's well, that's what I'm saying. He was okay. saying you want to be if you want you you have potential to be a captain of the show and a captain in general. Uh, clean your act up as far as drinking and stuff and you you can make it you know so um, again I appreciated that that um, form of acknowledgement from him as a veteran and a captain you know a veteran of the show captain in in general I was I was actually taken aback a bit because I didn't expect that from him um, and I met his lovely wife and, you know, had a little bit of a, a, a casual chat with him. And it was nice because you kind of take away all those feelings you had over what you had in texts on Twitter, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it takes that away. And then you realize these people are actually real, like even meeting people after the show, uh, Colin, Colin's very much who he is, you know, that doesn't change much. Um, I think, when when I met him afterwards, he's a little, he's a lot more isolated than one would think. Like he, he likes his own personal time, and I think he's hilarious and he should be more out there, you know. Um, but he's yeah, he likes his personal time. He he, he uh, you know we always tease about him. He says, I just want to, I, why would I want to find a girl when I can just sit at home and play Xbox and be happy? You know, you know what I mean? Like all jokes and um, and you you kind of figure out how people are over and above the show um, afterwards. And it, you, you come to a realization of who was real, who wasn't real, and that you can actually be friends with someone that you didn't like on the show. Jack and I are awesome. I mean, he's hilarious. Um, there were so many parts that they did not show of how hilarious he was because they couldn't fit it. And that's why he lasted so long. And in fact, to the end, because <laughs> he was funny. But um, yeah, just just figuring out how people are um, afterwards, it was interesting. What about like how accurate is Below Deck in like the industry? Because I mean, I, I know it's super sized and the charters are really quick and it's only six week filming, but like how accurate is it a portrayal of the real yachting industry? Below Deck being on that boat for six weeks is the hardest job over, over all yachting that I've been in. And really, it, you've got you've got two aspects. You've got the job itself. And then you've got production, uh, the pro production team, the logistics of them, you know, they have to come on board, they have to leave, they've got six hour shifts. So in between us moving the guests out on a, on a boat, production team are coming through. We've got terrible weather. We're trying to swap them over. You know, it's, it's a lot, a lot of hard work. The boat is five times dirtier because you've got, you know, 30 people walking up and down the entire time. I'm losing my mind telling, telling, um, you know, production team not to touch the stainless and don't the camera guys, camera guys leaning on the side. I'm like, dude, I just clean that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so then, you know, when I, I, I spoke to production again, I'm like, look, I'm, I'm trying to clean everything I can possibly clean and I'm, I'm getting enough. And they're like, look, you're not going to see a lot of that on the show. You're not going to see fingerprints. And I'm like, okay, cool. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll calm down because I was like a soldier. I was telling everyone, listen, clean the shit out of the stuff. I don't want to see a mark. And that's how yachting actually is. Um, but as far as it being 
very, it's, it's very similar. The one thing that changes is that on a boat, a, a normal yachting boat, it is very passive aggressive. People are not, they don't talk about their problems where if you don't talk about your problems or issues with people on the show, there is no show. So people kind of, they, they're all, they all know that somebody has said something about them and, and they all pretend to be friends. So that's also got me in a lot of trouble on real boats because I, if someone said, I'd, I'd literally walk on a boat and say, listen, don't tell me anything. Don't talk to me about your problems because I will be telling someone else. I, that's me. I will. If you have a problem with this person, the person walks up and says, what's the problem? Oh, well, he's got a problem with you. Deal with it. Cheers. You know, that's the type of person I am. So it's very passive aggressive. There's a lot more drama if you ask me on a real boat, but it's not as petty. It's, it's even worse. You know, it's, I think on, on below deck, it starts with petty drama and it accumulates, you know, with emotions, feelings, not knowing a boat, not knowing what's going on. It's a lot that goes into it, you know. Um, on my side, the risk and responsibility on the show, like when Colin, Colin was pulling the, the anchor chain out when it all accumulated on top of the deck, that had to have been, and you, you don't see it because uh, thankfully I managed to fix it, you know, fairly easily that is a life or death situation. And that even walking away from that with, with Colin, not really understanding how close he was to messing that up. That was heartfelt. Cause you like, you know, we shouldn't sometimes being on a boat with no experienced people or not, not, not no experience, but you don't, you hardly know each other and you hardly know the boat. It is, it can be super, super dangerous. And then going back to Sandy's responsibility, it's huge. Colin could have died genuinely. So yeah, there's, there's that kind of stuff on, on real boats. The, the drama mainly comes with, um, you know, crew on board, but guests are much worse in, on real boats. Like it's really? not petty. Yeah. That's, you know, you, you don't speak to, you don't speak to guests at all. They don't speak to you. Um, there are different boats, the different styles of boats, uh, di- with, with different sizes, the larger the boat you, you could possibly never see the owner of a boat and never meet him in being on a boat for a year. Like that's, it's just, it's a different style in that respect. But um, otherwise it's pretty much the same, to be honest. The three day charters are harder because you're trying to fit three days worth of stuff. Whereas if you've got a seven day charter, you can kind of space it out and they all want to fit everything right there and then. So it's, it's much harder. What's like the craziest thing in real life? Like these high maintenance guests have demanded, like what is just, We have, I mean, I've, I can't mention actors' names or actresses' names, but there have been situations where we've literally had to, you know, drag on 20 prostitutes or, you know, they, there's just, there's a lot, there's a lot of money related stories where a billionaire can do absolutely anything they want, anything they want. They lose, they lose touch with, the reality of being human because they don't have to be human. They can do what they want. You know, um, you, you have people, you know, shit the bed on purpose and then you have to replace the 2000 US dollar sheets because they just don't, they don't want the sheet to be used again. So replace it or, you know, just some, I find it amazing how the, the people who have, I'm not, not the middle people as in millionaires, but the billionaires who have so much money, are actually, they're not able to do much for themselves because they've had everything for them. I've 
put the, the flippers and goggles on a person and taught them how to ride their own jet ski. And, you know, I, I have to buckle their life jacket for them. And, you know, and it's incredible to me as to how they've got that far up with that amount of money. And I'm talking billions and they can't put on their own flippers, you know? So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a different industry. I think it, it, there's pros and cons, especially with below deck opening it up to the viewers. Um, but it's not, it's not big enough to affect the real side of, of what's going on in the industry, to be honest. So it doesn't necessarily accurately portray the real industry. On some boats, yes. On some boats, no. Like most boats, no. And, and I say that because there's a lot more that goes on on real boats that can't be spoken about. Whereas what you see on TV, it's not illegal. It's not, you know, that's, there's, there's fine lines. You know, you have to literally, you have to almost sell your soul to be on some of the boats. And you're like, you know what? I'm just doing this for the money. I'm just doing it for the money. I'll be off soon. And that's, that's what you have to set your mind to because you, you, you're, you'll fight with your conscience forever. If, if you, you know, take into heart what goes on on boats, you know? And there are people that come on that are like, Oh, Hey, tonight we want 20 hookers for our whole uh, crew. Not that's all the time. It's, you know, I, I, I'm someone that I work with, uh, or worked with, he called me and he's like, I can't speak now. Um, I don't know if my phone's being recorded and I speak to him all the time. I'm like, okay, cool. No worries. And then, you know, he went off the boat and a while back he said, no, it was a great trip. He said he had five presidents on board, five presidents. Um, they had had a few to drink. Four of the presidents had a full argument. They got onto another boat, left to a different country. The one president that was left went to bed, woke up, decided, screw my president friends. I'm going to another country. So he up and left with this multi-million dollar boat to another place, the other boat, the president's got that boat to follow the other boat to the next country. Then they all got on board. And then when they left, the owner of the boat came on. He had 20 of his friends and he had uh, another boat just for the hookers. But I'm talking about an extravagant boat. Like it's, I'm talking, they, they charge, I think they charge 500,000 euro a week to hire the boat and that's dry. That's nothing else included, just to hire it just for the week. And then, uh, yeah, they left, uh, the, the, the 20 prostitutes left and the very next day, everyone's wives came on board. <laughs> so they were fantastic. They're they loving life. I mean, that's what money buys, right? <laughs> kind of. And then the, these were presidents of countries. Presidents of countries. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And who's like, the, I mean, I don't know if there's like, who's the worst, like the billionaires, the millionaires, the famous actors, is it like the new money people that don't really have millions and millions? Like they have just like a dollar uh, and a half. But it's like what? Because the, the billionaires are much worse where, in the sense where you're like, can I, do I want to stay and work for this person? You know, that's, you have to fight with your conscience. The millionaires, they like to think they're billionaires um, and they're more out there. They, are like, do you know who I am? Where the billionaires know they want nobody to know who they are. Um, and then the like the actors, I've had experiences where they they respect us as crew because we work for the billionaire. So you know they'll come and say, hey, I am whoever they are, and I'd be like, no, I know, but I can't I can't act like that. Yes, okay, I'm as well. You know, um, I think you'd be surprised where you know actors come on board and they. I don't know. You, you just, there's, there's so much that people do that you kind of, 
you're like, I, I wouldn't have thought that that person was that type of way, you know? So yeah, you just, you kind of, you, you learn, you learn about reality over what you see um, in person, you know, like what you see on screens uh, how you portray an actor in your mind is usually not how they are. No, yeah. it's not. Like, have you ever had an actor or actress and who, where they're just, re- well, no, let, let's be a positive where they're just really nice. Like they're like, you know, like a huge name and you're like, wow, I thought this person would be a diva or high maintenance. And they were just so wonderful. Uh, I have, but I'm still not allowed to mention names. Um, even if I'm, even if I'm, you know, I've had, I've had some actors who I was like, I'm so glad you are awesome. Like, I'm, I'm just so happy actors more than actresses. Um, but I've just been very happy to see that, especially after having others that kind of, you kind of sit back and like, Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> yeah. So you you get these other actors and they're, they're great. And it's actually, you know, the names as close as I can say, they're, they're big names, you know, and that made me feel really great about, you know, having to, to work for them per se. Yeah. Do but a lot work- of the actors for the boats that we work on, um, they're, they're invited as, as guests. Yeah. Do you ever get starstruck? I mean, where you're just like, Oh my God, that's so-and-so. Yeah. I, I, I've never been in that way. No, I've never, I mean, honestly, I think if, unless I met, I've, I mean, I've met some big names, but unless I met like, I don't know, Will Smith or something, you know, I, that, I mean, he's someone I'd, I'd probably walk up to and say, listen, dude, <laughs> we need a picture here. You know, um, other than that, you know, you also in the arting industry, you get used to it. And with the disappointment and acknowledgement of, and the appreciation of everyone, you realize they're human. You realize this. And unless it's for social media, then, you know, there's not much that, that they can offer you except for a picture. Yeah. Were you shocked? Like to your point. So like, you know, you're in Africa, the show comes out. And then the producers are like, you have to go to America. You come to America. The woman screams, jumps out, wants a picture with you. But like, were you shocked? Like when this started happening? I was honestly, I was flabbergasted. I was like, is this what it's about? I didn't realize how big the show was and it's only increasing, you know, it's getting better. It's getting bigger. Um, I do believe as far as uh, diversity, the below deck Mediterranean will take over. Um, even though it was a, a spin-off, I think, you know, you have so many different cultures on board. You have um, Europe as a whole is there's so much as far as culture and, uh, you know, history. And uh, because it's an American show, Americans, as I said, New York people want to see what's outside on a boat. Americans want to see what's in Europe, you know, so it's a, it's a bigger thing. Um, and then, yeah, again, when I, when I got there and uh, BravoCon was huge for me, um, the watch what happens live. I, I mean, I had, I even thinking about it, I had, um, I was standing on top of a ledge and someone would like throw their phone at me and I'd take a picture and then sit, throw it back at them. And then I ended up having 10 phones thrown at me. I'm like, hold on. I ended up throwing them back at whoever, I don't know what was going on. And, you know, being, being escorted with bouncers around me because of it, it, it you know, I'm not like that. I, it's not something I would want to do th- every day, but it was nice. It was a nice experience just to feel like that acknowledgement and appreciation. So, yeah, again, I think I'm, I'm, I 
think I'm the only Zimbabwean to have ever been on a reality TV show in America. So oh, it's, really? it's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 what's amazing as well is Mozambique, my dad lives in Mozambique and because my dad's uh, Portuguese, I'm half Portuguese. Um, the show it is all over Mozambique. So my my name being João and you know being in Mozambique, everyone knows because I'm Portuguese. They're showing it in Mozambique, which is huge. That's what I was gonna say. Like, do your parents know? Like, you come to New York, you go to BravoCon. Like, you can't walk down the street. You have bouncers. People are like, they, you're like, wait, you want a picture with Will Smith? You're like, wait, you like want a picture with me? Like, do your exactly. parents know like this? How you were mobbed they, and they, they they know it. They just don't understand. They haven't seen it, so it's it's hard to put in place what it's about. Right. Um, we we had a um, one one um, where my mom's seen it for the first time. We were in Victoria Falls, and um, I was late to get to the bus. We were about to go on this little booze cruise on on the on the river. And my mom and my sister and everyone had gone on board. And there was an American group that walked into the bus and they'd sat down and they'd looked through the window, not knowing that I was with the other group. And they're like, oh my God, that's Joao Franco. That's Joao Franco. And then the, the, her dad was like, who's that? It's like, he's from that show. On What is it? Oh my God, he's here. You know, like, and my mom was like, she was laughing. She was like, oh my, is this? I said, this is how it is in New York all the time. And you can pick and choose. You can go to a quiet place. Someone will notice you. And when the, when the show is airing, it is immediate, you know? Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's, it, it, she, they don't understand it. My dad loves the fact that I'm on TV. Um, and he also, he can see it because he watches it in Mozambique and all his friends watch it and they're like, Oh, that's your son. You know? So he loves it. He's very proud of that. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I think if they were to come to America and see how it actually is, my mates that have gone from Zimbabwe to yachting and I've met them in America, we've got like VIP tickets to go somewhere and they're like, dude, this is insane. And they're like, yeah, it is, but it also comes with its cons as well. So we right. just have to draw a fine line between. Did you meet anyone at BravoCon, like from the other shows that you were like hung out with other than Colin? you like these housewives, like any, like, do you know well, a lot of the Bravo celebrities? I, I don't. Um, I do sort of now, but uh, all the guys were cool there. I think, you know, all the guys that I hung around with, they were, they were awesome. Um, every- who did you hang out with? Um, remember? Besides Colin. <laughs> Names? Yes and no. Uh, I, I don't know. I, you know, Tom was awesome. Um, I think... I, I don't know. I just, all of them or every guy that I'd met there, they were really, they were really nice. Um, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect them all to be, you know, forthcoming and, you know, nice. I thought that would, it would be like, okay, who are you kind of thing. And it, in seeing that they were pretty genuine as well, that kind of opened things up for me. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. I didn't realize that they would be nice to us. So. What about yeah. all of the housewives? Like, did you have any crushes for the moment? No, I didn't. I think um, meeting them there again, they, I think they were more in their own world. Um, you know, everyone was there and extravagant and hearty dar and all around. And I can't, yeah. So we just kind of mingled a little bit and met some people. Um, I think the person that stands out, Gigi, she was, she was really nice because one of her friends, one of her friends um, 
you know, she said she had a secret crush on myself and Colin and we took a picture with her and, um, yeah, we, we message every now and then and she's awesome. She's, I think she's really cool. She's been, yeah, great. Uh, other than her, no one, no one that I, I've ca- carried on speaking to. So maybe Gigi and you, maybe that could be a thing. <laughs> I, I am engaged. You know that. Eh? <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, but, I, uh, Gigi and I speak for her friend. I think that's the whole point of it, but yeah. Well, Colin's <laughs> single. Hey, yeah, Colin's single. I'll, I'll have to uh, hit him. You know, I tried, I've tried, and I've realized that I fail with Colin. He has his own plan, and I'll leave him to that. So, Exactly. What he about, like, a, yeah. He actually got a little bit, uh, a little bit upset with me um, when I was trying to hook him up on, on the show. Um, but he he had every intention to. He was like, yeah, I think I'm going to, you know, it's my plan, whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go have some shots. I'm like, have you met Colin? <laughs> and they're like, hey, Colin. And he's like, yeah, okay, cool. Has a shot. And he's like, walks off. I'm like, dude, you've just left me with the three girls that you were going to chat to. He's like, no, nah, I just, just, you know, just leave it. Just leave. I was like, Oof, I don't want to piss him off now because I thought that was the plan, but obviously not. <laughs> well, he's also told me like, he doesn't like, you know, which understandably like when, people like slip into his DMs or he's like on a date. And then like by the second date, they're like, Oh, you're from below deck. And he's like, now you've ruined it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I mean, you also have to, you have to take it all with a pinch of salt. You did, you did sign up to below deck most of the time, whether they, they knew you, whether they weren't going to know you or they were going to know you, you can't know if they're genuine or not just because they've seen you on the show. Maybe if they change a bit, yeah, fair enough. But, uh, and I think that's the problem. Like with him, the girls change or they don't tell him that they know who he is and they're nice to him. And then all of a sudden it slips out that actually I do know who you are. And then he's like kind of disappointed thinking, I thought I met a genuine girl, you know? What, how, like, how is below deck perceived in the industry? Like not very well, eh, to be honest. Um, But I think the animosity comes with jealousy. The animosity comes like, there's a lot of, a lot of people who will not admit that they have applied for the show and they'll be like, Oh, why would we want to do that? And I've had arguments where people tell me what the show is about. I'm like, um, but you haven't been on it. So a lot of the time, even in this country, um, a lot of people watch it because a lot of people are in the younger guys are yachties, you know? Um, and they won't, they won't approach you. They won't come up to you. They, they have this little grudge against you being on the show where we're ruining the industry. It's not their industry. So what are we ruining? It's not your industry, you know? Um, so there is, there is a lot of animosity. There's a, you know, some people won't get jobs because of how they've been portrayed on TV, which I understand because a lot of the time you look bad, you, you know, they, they have nothing more to go with. Um, so I find myself, especially on the yachting groups, defending you know, the people who, who are on Below Deck, defending Below Deck as as an introduction to the industry because it is somewhat what it is. People are in denial in saying, oh, it's not like that. I'm like, okay, but if you spoke your mind as we do on the show, it would be exactly like that. You just don't. You instead passive aggressively walk around with grudges and you don't, your production declines because you are hating the person you're working with and yet you guys smile in front of your, your face so if anything your situation is far worse than below deck yeah. and if there were producers there pushing you in the direction it would all come out so it's kind of the same thing but for us the producers on my side i think 
whether they've told anyone to do anything or not, they haven't told me because I, there's nothing, they don't need to, you know? Um, but they, the, the one thing that they've said is the only thing we're going to give you is speak your mind. If you don't speak your mind, we don't know what you're thinking. There is no show. I can, I can be quiet in this interview and have my opinion about what I think. And if I don't say it, then there's nothing to, there's nothing to show, you know? So yeah, that's, that's the only part as far as pushing. And you know of people that have been on the show that then it's harder for them to get a job just because of what oh, yeah. happened. Who? Yes, like who? Uh, well, you know, I think it's more, I, um, I think I've seen Bruno have issues with trying to get a job. You know, um, he's, he's a steward. He's a gay guy. He's he, and not because he's gay, but he's, he's got very um, fresh pictures of himself, you know, all online and stuff. And yes, that is going to impact you because the, the owner of a boat does not want to know who you are online. You know, they don't want to be known online. So, um, you know, going up into, especially on the American side, if you're on a boat and you dock next to another boat, immediately it's, it's like, it's like a bushfire. It's gone from one boat to the next saying that's that guy from the show, you know? Um, Really? Yeah, it's, 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 again, it's, there's grudges, but not as much in America. Europe is, is huge. Like people don't, people are unlikely to employ you in Europe because of the show. Um, and, but it, it comes, it comes with who you are, your characteristics, how you portray yourself. If someone asks me about the show, I've already got my automatic answer about what you, you, what you think, you know, you don't, you know? Um, and I, I've, I've, a lot of people what they do is they've never been so some um some people have never been on a boat they get their sccw then they get employed by the show you know they do a season as they would call a season six weeks is not a season um they would do the show and then after the show they would basically then try and get a job and they wouldn't get a job and then they'll blame the industry oh sorry the show for ruining their career in yachting, of which they never had a career to start off with. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. So they're like, oh, Below Deck's ruined my career. Yeah, but you only got your SCCW and have been on Below Deck. There's a big difference, you know. Um, those, I mean, I can't, within four years, within three years, I became a captain. And that's almost unheard of um, as far as getting the job. Everyone has the ticket. I got, I got my captain's ticket in three and a half months of yachting. Um, you can't just get on a boat and go. So after three years and having the trust of an owner and having the insurance company sign me on, cause that's a huge thing. Um, I got the job and I, I'm, I'm an exact example of what you can achieve while being on the show. And do you think like the show has truly helped you because like you got the captain through yeah. being on the show? It, it definitely helped me as far as, um, so my, my jobs that I've had have all been with, it's, it's kind of like incestual, to be honest. The yachting industry is a very small industry. 
Um, I've worked for the same captains every now and then where they've gone to another boat. I've followed the bosun of that boat has gone to another boat. And then they had a position. I moved to that boat with them. It's, we're all very close. Myself and my brother have been on the same boats a few times because we've been asked to go back. Um, so, you know, I, again, I want to say that I, I believe that I would have got to where I am anyway, but with the ease and the, and the support of Sandy actually putting me forward for a position that first position was vital because I very much doubted that I was capable already. And she said, trust me, when you go and see how it is, you know, with other captains and stuff, then you'll understand that it's not as bad as you think. And I did, I, I literally, I was a fish out of water and then literally balls deep in this job that I had, tried to take advantage of but was under so much pressure and um driving the boat for the first time it's it's a 30 meter yacht and i've never driven a boat that size ever and you know getting out and just having the responsibility of it uh, employing five crew all of them were older than i was with many more years of experience that came as a challenge so you know i i very much believe that after getting that job and being a captain, the amount I had learned in that time is, is incredible. It would be very hard to go back and work as a bosun after being a captain. Really? Very and, and now that you had this job as a captain, do you, was it, did you like have an eye opener of like, look, when you were a bosun, you might've had like, you know, relations with other people, love oh, triangles. Yeah. Uh, like, do you that, now look at like, oh God, like now you kind of see what you did. And that, you're like, I have no time for that. Yeah, absolutely. Besides the fact that you're engaged. Besides that I'm engaged. Right. (laughs) Well, again, uh, I think, yeah, it comes with great, great responsibility. You're going to ask me if, if I would have been engaged and not been in the position I am, probably not, you know, as a bosun, um, you do travel a lot more. You have less, less um, options as far as, doing what you want because you're working for someone. When you're a captain, you've got more options. It's a little bit easier to actually be in a relationship. If you're uh, further down the line, a relationship is virtually impossible. There's, it's all, there's no way. Um, I, I say that there are a few exceptions. Um, some of them have worked out, some of them not, but yeah, it's, it would be very difficult. But in seeing how people act now, I mean, even on the boat as a captain, I had a, uh, a captain on board helping me um, just because he had a lot more experience. It took me three days to ask him to leave the boat because I, I, I was upset with how he was, you know, and I think I've, I've been a more formal, whereas, you know, dress up, tuck your shirt and make sure you, you look the part you're being employed by a millionaire. So do it. And he was far too casual. And it kind of, when I said, listen, if you don't mind, um, as soon as we get to this dock, you're off. And he was taken aback, like, why? And I said, well, I'll tell you why, X, Y, Z. And he was like, you're, you're, you've just started as a captain. You've been in, in, on this boat for two weeks, and you're telling me to leave. And I said, yes, I'm sorry. That's just how it is. You know? And, and that, that's when I've learned as well, to be more stern and be more, and make sure I lead by example. Because if I'm messing around with stewardesses or whatever it may be, going out, getting absolutely shit-faced and coming back to the boat – that's an example that would take you one way in the industry and it's not up. So yeah, lots, lots of responsibility. Are there captains that do that? That just all, 
everywhere. There, there are the, the bigger boats, not so much, but again, you have, you have discretion, you know, a captain will get off the boat. He'll go and, you know, he's got time off. So you don't actually see what he gets up to. But if you do happen to stumble across your captain, you also have to realize he's human. And he, you know, if he goes out and has a party or gets with someone or something like that, I'm talking about older generation. There's not many captains of my age, I guess, but uh, yeah, everyone's human. So you have to take it with a pinch of salt, uh, but everyone does it. Everyone, everyone in some way, you know, acts like a child. <laughs> Do you think the yachting industry is still, you know, like the whole Me Too movement and like all the stuff that's going on, like with women, like, do you think they all completely scrapped? And it's unfortunate to say, but again, I go back to my very first season. I had just come off of a boat being on that boat for four months. You lose how to respect people. And that's the truth. You, it depends again on the boat and how much time you have off. Um, but you lose how to respect a woman. You're, you're not as far as respecting in the sense like you, you try and get with them or you, you swear them out for nothing, but you just, you you treat them like your sister. Um, and therefore when you get off the boat is projected because you treat everyone like your sister. If you have a grudge with someone, you, you are very quick to point out that grudge or point out what, what you feel is wrong with that person. And yeah, that's what happened on my first season. It was just a matter of, you know, I, I made a, a commitment right in the beginning of my yachting career that I would never be with anyone while I'm on a boat. And that's exactly what happened up until below deck the, the season. And that's because I knew it was only for six weeks. So right. if, if it was a permanent job, I would maintain the fact that, I mean, I've literally, I've, I've almost had to leave a job because within the first three days, this Australian girl was insane. Like she was, she was insanely like committed to being with me and it got very awkward in, uh, you know, with 23 crew. And I'm like, I'm about to leave this boat because it's just too much. I can't even, I can't even do, you know, she's making up shit about me and she's, she's like, why wouldn't you be with me? Why are you flirting with that person? Why are you doing this? I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I'm about to leave this boat because I can't deal with this, you know? Um, yeah. And wow. then getting up to the, the boat, uh, the season, obviously my whole Casey Brooke situation. I did tell them though in the beginning that I wanted nothing to do with anyone as far as relationships. So that was there. Obviously that was a slight thing that below deck missed. <laughs> so, but yeah. And other than Casey Brooke, this six weeks on TV, like you've never had anything with a crew, your whole no. yacht. Wow. Not, not, on, not, on, not on my own boat, no. Wow. That's... And it's for that reason, you, you literally, you, the, the feel like you, you cause, you, you, you start a very poisonous environment, not just with you, with everyone. A lot of the time, the person who's been on the boat has been with someone else on a boat or been with your, your chief mates. And now you're the deckhand and now you've got with the chief stew. It becomes real below deck stuff. <laughs> what about like diversity? Cause like at least on the show, we see like a lack of diversity. Like we had Simone and a few, like, is yeah. that true you in the yachting I industry? That, I saw, I saw a couple of comments. Um, I did, um, I did actually reach out and I was almost going to say quite a bit on that, but you know, it opens a can of worms there. I will back Lee up and saying there is diversity. People don't realize that, you know, the industry, the, 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 the small boats that you see, uh, you know, they they have a specific type of person that, that 
that that that's the type of boat that they go for you know if you get to the bigger boats uh, as far as diversity race uh, filipinos whatever it may be uh people of color people of anything there are so many people the the other thing is that within the yachting industry and for some reason there is a minority in in black people wanting for example to actually get in the industry so when we go to a crew house there are there are, there's no one there i've never heard once of uh, a person of color, I'll say, not getting a job. You know, they always do. And it's not you know, like, I think I read something on along the lines of Simone uh, being stood up on a job for a lady with blonde hair and blue eyes, because that's what they prefer. Well, two things. If you want to change that, you have to change the mindset of a billionaire, because that's what he wants. So he's paying for that. If that's his preference, that's fine. But it's not a preference against her it's a preference for a blonde hair and blue eyed girl. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's a hard topic as far as yachting, um, as far as trying to change the industry, it needs to change from the very top and it needs to change from the very bottom. Um, it, more people of color need to apply for jobs. Um, you know, Sandy has a, a, a point where she's, she says that she wants more people uh, more diversity as far as women being on deck. Yes. But more girls need to apply to be on deck. They don't. Um, and it's just as hard for a, a, a lady to become a captain as it is for a, a gay steward to become the chief steward on a boat because a, an owner has his preference or her preference. You know, uh, it doesn't come from the captains. It, it, it comes from the look that the captain knows that the owner wants, you know, and that is, it's like asking, I don't know. It's like asking someone to, it's, it's, it's a preference in the industry and every job comes with, you know, an accountant needs to learn how to be an accountant. Um, you need to, to know what you're doing before you go in is the same example of, okay, the industry has, boats with set preferences um i know russian boats they don't want anyone who speaks russian on their boat because they don't want the crew to hear their conversations that is wow. a preference you know so it's it, you you can kind of you you can't isolate it to to one thing it is a huge topic that we could go in circles and circles about but I will back Lee up and saying it is actually diverse. It is diverse in a sense that what you see on the show may, it, you can't, it's not that it's not diverse. It is showing you exactly what the industry is about for reasons being it's an English speaking uh, uh, program, for example. Um, it is a, a program where you, you know, everyone wants to see the lavish, lavish life and, you know, beautiful people it, all shows are like that. You know what I mean? But as far as the yachting industry is concerned, there is a minority of people of color applying for those types of positions for them to actually obtain the position. Um, that yeah, makes again, sense. Billionaires are the ones that control the captains or the, the management company of what they want. If you want the industry to change, change the billionaire, billionaire's mindset first. Because the billionaires yeah. will literally say, like, I don't want a gay male or any male as they stew. Exactly. They, they, they want their own appeal. It's, it's, it's literally whatever is appealing to them is what they'll get or what they ask for, uh, regardless of how well you do your job. That is what the industry is about. So before you apply to an industry and then 
complain about it, understand what it's about and choose your career wisely. And what about, and then we'll wrap up. What about, because like you said, like billionaires want everything. They want all the hookers or whatever they want. You know, what about, forget about the crew. What about like drugs on board? You know, like everyone. Uh, from from the billionaire to the decant. Everyone does it. That's it's just how it is. Yeah. Um, I personally, and I'll say it, I've never taken drugs and I've never been that type of person, but it, it is more common than one would imagine. And you know what? I'll probably get a lot of criticism in saying this, but I, I'm, you know, I, I'm not selling an industry out. It is what it is. You know, it's, it's, it's a big issue within the industry and it comes with the stress of it. If people, you know, you're in a, in a confined space, you, you have the few people that are on board, you have issues, you literally do not sleep. How do you stay awake? Well, I'll take drugs. I'll take cocaine and stay awake. And with all due respect to all those who do and don't, a lot of the time it's probably better to take something like that once off to keep you awake than to get blind drunk because that, that has an adverse effect on your abilities and stuff, you know? So, but at, at the billionaire side, we, I can't even, if, if we saw something on board, that would be scraped off very quickly because nobody's supposed to know it's their own private house. So you can't, unless it affects, unless the billionaire turns around and kills someone, then that's their home. That's that they, they own that, that boat. They can do whatever they like. Right. So like, just I'm picturing a scene. There's like 10 billionaires sitting around. I don't know where the hookers are. They're right to the side. And just yeah. there's drugs everywhere out in everyone's doing drugs. Just the crew yeah. just is, you're supposed to really just to kind of turn a blind eye. Oh, there, there's absolutely no doubt about that. No, what drugs? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this is how it is. That's the industry. I mean, that's and I think, what... I mean, even, even so, I think it's less seen than it is around in every industry. Um, everywhere I've been in, in New York and stuff, I'm like, yeah, not everyone is clean right now, you know? So, okay. So that's what I, I mean, that's what I thought. I figured that that was the scene and just, you know, again, you, you sign a, a, you, you are in close proximity with the owner where you don't, nobody gets a chance to actually get that close to a billionaire. So when you are a, a let's say a glorified cleaner to start off with in the industry right at the bottom. And you see this kind of stuff. It can be overwhelming to start off with, but your disclosure agreement and stuff, you, you're tied to very, very, you know, strictly. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying generalizing it. Some boats are very clean. Some boats, you know, are not very clean. Um, and that's, it, it comes with the pressure of being on, on board. It comes, that's the crew side. And the billionaire can do whatever he wants. So if you're going to, you're in his home or her home, you know, um, you have to accept that and you have to literally turn a blind eye. Otherwise you're in the wrong industry. And then that's a difference between the real industry and below deck when you're filming okay. a TV show. Exactly. They all want to do it. They're just not. <laughs> uh, or right. they do. And they, they were very clever in not being caught. So. Right. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to discuss? Anything else you want to, I like to give people a chance at the end to bring up anything I might have not addressed. I could talk today. So I'm yeah, basically my, my situation at the moment uh, at the end of everything is I, I will get my, my certificate hopefully before the end of this year. I've literally, I've not worked this entire year because 
when you get engaged, you need a different form of visa to get to the States. So that's, um, it's been eight months now, nine months, in fact, nine months today that we've been waiting for information from the embassy. Um, It's still to come. There's no exact date on that. But um, yeah, I intend on on coming back, obviously being with Michelle and uh, I intend very much on pursuing my career as a captain and hopefully we'll see what happens at the end. Where, where is your fiance? I don't even know. In, in Brooklyn. Oh, I didn't know. So, oh, see, now you have, you're just, you know, you really just need to move to New York. Well, that's it. I think that's the plan. eh? And then we don't have to do this over Zoom. We can do it in person. We can do it in person and then we could all have drinks afterwards. Yeah, exactly. I haven't, well, I'm not drinking anymore, which is. You're not? Oh, (laughs) maybe I should know that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I did. uh, I stopped in March. Yeah, March time. Um, wow. I just thought before I turned 30, I'd stop. And I turned 30 and I stopped. Uh, I had one blowout of a night and uh, it was interesting. It wasn't wasn't terrible, but uh, I just feel so much better remembering my nights, to be honest. <laughs> I, I get healthy. it. Yeah. yeah. I've c- drastically, drastically cut down on drinking. Like I've realized, I mean, like You're- when I'm home... Million that did the entire opposite of lockdown situation. <laughs> yes, but you know what? This is what I've realized. I'm just a social person. Like when I'm home alone, I just don't want to have a drink. I'm not criticizing anyone that does. I, I get it. I get the concept. I just have yeah. no motivation to have a drink at Absolutely. home alone. I think you just rely on the social side and having a drink in your hand far too much. That's the thing. Um, I now I'll have a, a double espresso. And, and I'll have, you know, a few soda waters. I'll get them to put a little bit of lime in there. So it looks like a drink and it works perfectly. And then you have some people, I mean, my favorite is waking up in the morning and listening to everyone's stories. I'm like, dude, that's just not what happened. But now I realize when I was getting drunk and I was telling my stories, it was like that. It was like, I I was absolutely talking hogwash because it wasn't real. At least you remember your stories. I, I really do brown out. Well, it, it looks like it's going to pour there. But listen, you said you could talk for hours. I could talk for hours too, but you, you'll just have to come back on. So either you need to come to New York and we'll do this yeah. in person, but you'll come back on regardless. No worries. I appreciate it. Because we have only, I have so much else I could say. So well, that's, yeah, and myself. So it's, yeah. It's, well, it's no, do, you know what it is? I've sat down with a lot of people from below deck that are more yeah. new to the industry that don't really, you know, like, I think it's interesting to talk yeah. to you because like you've been a captain and like you have just a lot of real industry experience as opposed to yeah. just the reality <laughs> TV side of it. I'm not knocking anyone that I've had on the yeah, show. Yeah. I'm just saying you have a lot of experience. This is my chance to ask you who you're speaking of. No, really nobody (laughs) in particular, but like just people that have less, because I really love chat. I mean, I I had Captain Sandy on, so she's had, I've had Malia. So I've had people with a lot of experience, but I I just think. Watch theirs as well, just to see what was said. eh? (laughs) Captain Sandy, you know, listen, like you said, Captain Sandy's pretty straightforward and knows what she's saying and knows what she's not saying. So. (laughs) I thoroughly enjoyed having her on, but she would never, you know, she knows what she's doing. So she would never just, you were very honest. Yeah. Tell me how you really feel. Right. (laughs) Right. So, but granted, there's a lot of people I have on that are, as I say, media trained and just kind of keep it, which is great. 
Captain Sandy can come back anytime she wants. So, <laughs> but you really will have to come back for real. Absolutely. I'm more than happy to. So where can we find you on social media? Tell everyone. Uh, my social media, uh, Joao Grand Franco. Um, my middle name is Grant. It's easier. Um, yeah. So Joao Grand Franco, you, you'll find me on, on all social media platforms. Uh- amazing so keep us posted i will i follow you already i will dm you hopefully you'll be in new york soon if let's just see (laughs) what happens yes seriously (laughs) no i I, I will not i I do not i never i do not understand the concept of going on someone's tell you with it so just be careful (laughs) i would never go i don't understand the concept i would never go on someone's page and leave And like, yeah. if I have an issue with you, I'll deal with it directly, but I don't have issues with people. I am like so easygoing. Like I'm from New York. You can basically tell me to fuck off and I will yeah. like, it'll be like, you're saying good morning. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. I hear you. Well, that's what New York is all about, isn't it? You're like, I'm like, yeah, I just awesome. Cheers. <laughs> say whatever you want. It does criticize me, whatever. <laughs> it's just at the end of the interview. That's, that's horrendous. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it, it's just when people come on my page and then they're negative. I'm like, but I can block you. Like that's the power. Yeah. I will do it. I can block you. What's your point? Yeah. And yeah. like, I don't even care. Like send me a DM and tell me you hate me. Just don't do it. Like, it's, I don't know. I think my page should be like a positive experience for people. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I hear you. So, all right. <laughs> keep in touch for real. This has been amazing. Yeah, so Thank you for sharing everything. Yeah. <laughs> Next time more. <laughs> Next time more. All right. I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much, Jay. Bye. Cheers. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you, guys. See you soon.